From 11FS, I'm Sam Mall, and this is Connection Interrupted. Connection Interrupted is a weekly show focusing on individuals across all walks of life whose plans and journeys were interrupted, disconnected, or rerouted. These are their stories told in their words of the obstacles they faced, the challenges they overcame, and the role technology played both as an instigator and as an instrument for positive growth and change in their lives. Anyone who's heard of Gary Vaynerchuk, now love him or hate him, there's no denying that he's the king of content. Under the brand Gary V, he's established himself over the past 20 years as one of the most prolific social media users on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and now Snapchat. He has literally millions of followers, they're often called Vaynerheads, who consistently consume his content and engage with Gary. He also produces a daily vlog, The Gary V Show, with the help of David Rock, or D-Rock, as he's often called out by Gary on the show, capturing and creating daily content of Gary as he manages his multiple ventures. So that's the challenge. How do you create something unique? How do you ask new questions of someone who literally digitally documents his life for his fan base? That's what we wanted to do for this episode of Connection Interrupted. We wanted to get to know Gary Vaynerchuk, not Gary V, the person, not the brand. To prepare for this, I spent two weeks consuming content about Gary. He was consistently in my ear. He was on my phone. He was on my laptop. I reread his five best-selling books. I watched videos back from his early days on Wine Library when he had no idea what he was doing. I watched his first TV appearances on Conan and Ellen. And I listened to and watched multiple interviews, including his interview with Larry King and Piers Morgan. For God's sakes, I watched Piers freaking Morgan. I listened to his own podcast, The Gary V Audio Experience, and The Daily V on YouTube. Like I said, he is prolific when it comes to producing content. Based on this experience, there's one thing I can attest to and impresses me about Gary, and that's that his core message has been consistent. 20 years of a fire hose of content on all mediums and his basic messaging remains the same. He's been tremendously focused about who he is, about what he does, and that working hard is the key, but if you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. Here's what I've observed over 20 years. Three things have changed about you. You got a better haircut. Your stylist has done a good job. You dress much better. Your freaking shirt on Ellen and Conan, you look like shit. <laughs> so, so just true. helping you out. That's and so then true. the third one, you look good. You're in really Thank good you. shape. Thank so the know. weight regime, Thank those you. three different. Yes. Outside of that, the messaging, as you, as you, your sister said this, right? I've heard the bullshit before. You have been freaking consistent, man, for yeah. 20 years. I mean, uh, self audit, right? Be self aware, work your ass off. The messaging hasn't changed. Yeah. At all, even after five books, which I love that. It's not going to change. Like, I, you know, there's not that many things that are actually true if you want to have an entrepreneurial venture or tendencies. Uh, the platforms change, the adjectives can change, the stories may evolve. The reason I write books that are pretty time centric, um, which is not a strategy a lot of book people like. They like to write evergreen books that can be bought for a long time. I go the other way. I think it's important to write books that can maybe play for two or three years, if that. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't know what to do because I could write it all in one shot. And I've been thinking about things like talking about parenting and other, sales is something I don't spend a lot of time on, which is weird for me, considering yeah. it, it's such a natural place for me. So I've been trying to challenge myself 
in the ever quest of bringing value, but you're right. And and what's funny is, you know, what's that thing that they say like you find the right teacher when you're you're the right like you're ready for it. I don't want to I don't want to make up stuff for the sake of content. I watch so many people talk about shit they don't know because they want to put out a new video. Right. Um yeah, I appreciate that and that's right. I mean, I don't think I don't I think that's, you know, somebody's going to be sitting here and I'm going to be 93 and they're going to say some, you know, instead of 20 or 10, they're going to say in 60 years and I'm going to say, "Yeah," and, and like long after I'm gone, you know, what's interesting is the mood of the of the world, the political correctness of the message is intriguing to me. It's interesting to me that people I really respect are taking jabs at me publicly around talking about hard work because they think I'm talking about too much hard work. And I think that's, I under, I'm empathetic. Yeah, I just you caveat those comments What's constantly. That? You caveat those comments. You say, look, this is what I do. A lot of people don't spend two weeks consuming my stuff, so they see a headline or two and they're like, yo, hustle this or hustle that. I always talk about sleeping a lot. I also yeah. always talk about like, if you love it, it you know, look, look, anybody here, like definitely anybody listening or watching, if you really love it, like for real, not like you're kind of saying it because you're trying to get through your life. If you really love it, it truly isn't feel like work. Like school felt like work. Right. I know what not liking it feels like and what work feels like. You know, being an entrepreneur for me, running businesses, putting out content, doing my thing, does not feel like work. So here's the thing about you. This is my first time in a room one-on-one with you. Yes. Okay? We've actually met before. Remind me. You're not going to remember. We were at Gramercy Park about two years ago. I'm walking to go to a meeting in the morning. I'm not a New Yorker. I'm in New York all the freaking time. I look up and I'm like, that's fucking Gary Vaynerchuk walking towards me, right? Like eight in the morning. And I see you with somebody. You're walking towards me. I'm like, say hi. That's New York. Leave me alone. Oh, fuck it. Hey, Gary, like your stuff. Walked right past you and you kept going, right? Didn't think of it. Then I heard, hey, and turned around. And you go, hey, man, what's your name? I go, Sam. You go, nice to meet you, man. You killing it? Yeah, thanks. Turn and left. And I went, Fuck, he's living the brand, man. I got to give him credit <laughs> because you did the, you know, turn the charm on. I, I, I can almost see it in your head going, fuck, it. I got to, right? It's just, it's, this is what I do. In this room right now, yeah. you've made eye contact with every single person that's working in this room. Yep. I like people, man. Like, I, you know, I think the brand became the man. I don't think I'm working the brand. I'm super pumped that my fourth grade friends and my sixth grade teachers and people are coming out of the woodworks. I am not that thoughtful about it. I am tripling down on who I am. I was super charismatic and nice as shit to everybody long before I ever thought that anybody would even know who I was because that's my DNA and how I was raised. So, you know, it's funny. I didn't grab you that way. Like, I, I, I get it. And, and it runs through my mind. Yeah. I'm very aware that there's eyes on me and now it's gotten completely batshit crazy. Like, it's super weird. Like, I was at a, an event at, uh, during the Super Bowl at a club, and I was like, holy shit, a lot of people are like saying, do you know that? Like, stuff that I've done my whole life. Like, oh, there's fucking Deion Sand. Like, it's so surreal. But the best part is, bro, it's exhausting playing a character. I, would, I have the most energy, but I would never be able to win that game because I would have a vulnerability. Well, it comes out. It's going <laughs> to come out. You will never win. All this shit does is exposes who you actually are. However, despite the emphasis on the hustle and on brand Gary V, for the real Gary Vaynerchuk, family comes first, except, of course, when it comes to the Jets and football seasons going on. Gary is incredibly proud of his family. Take a good look at his body of work over the years, and it's easy to see how much he admires his father, Sasha. 
He once wrote of his mother, Tamara, if you knew Tamara Vaynerchuk, really knew her, you'd never know my name. He's actually discussed writing a book about parenting based on his own experience with his parents and how he's a direct product of their encouragement and no-nonsense approach to hard work. Gary also adores his younger brother, AJ, and his older sister, Liz. You'll come across them talking about them frequently in glowing terms. At the same time, though, he is incredibly private when it comes to his own family. You got interviewed back in 2005, and you were asked to describe yourself in three words. Do you remember what you said? No. Are you ready for this? Three words. Jets fan, family. Then you went, oh, fuck. Okay, family. <laughs> Jets fan. <laughs> that made me die laughing. But I went back, and you have said family first. Yes. And I think people that don't know you and don't spend two weeks with you in your freaking ear like I have, I actually do believe you when you say that. And here's what I mean. When it comes to your family, you've talked about your dad, Sasha. You've talked about your mom. Your AJ, your brother, and your sister, um, your wife. You even talk about Misha in the book, which made me laugh, right? But my kids want to be a YouTube freaking star, too. I love that you had that in there. Here's how I know you love your family. When you watch the video, episode 118, I've watched too much of you, with your dad, you light up when you're talking to your dad, who you also didn't really get to know until you're 14. That's right. But you light up in the room, and it's actually a very telling video to watch you smile when your dad starts talking. That, that's not what I think people think Gary Vee's like. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the family part of me is an interesting dynamic. I talk so much about work ethic. I mean, as you know, and you did a lot of homework, there's very little about my personal family, yeah. my wife and kids. That's something we've decided not to share um, or put them, I mean, listen, later on they can decide whatever they want, but it was not something, you know, it's funny. <laughs> We really don't share it. Like, there's very little content. There's nothing on your wife on the internet, nothing. by the way. For somebody whose life is a constant fire hose stream, there's nothing. And my little list. guy, Xander, is like, I think there's literally one picture. So, yeah, I mean, this is a decision we've made. We, I think we've been intuitive for uh, a while of, like, where we're going and where I'm going. And, you know, this is going to play out a certain way. And I think we've made thoughtful decisions of keeping certain things to ourselves and, um, that's been our judgment. So while Gary V is all of social media and in the spotlight, Gary Vaynerchuk and his family are not. And it's important to keep him that way. He went into business with his brother. He took Wine Library over from his dad. But despite all this, he keeps his family out of the spotlight as much as possible. Likewise, and equally important to him is downtime. It might not seem like it, with a lot of the messaging he has focusing on hard work and hustling hard and getting results. But weekends and family time and vacations are just as important to Gary. But my family is like, I mean, look, I talk a lot about work, hard work. There's not a whole lot of content coming for me on the weekends. There, you know, I take four, five, six, seven weeks of vacation a year. Like I'm working super hard. What I'm doing is I'm maximizing my 15 hours a day those during the week. But I, uh, my only kryptonite is the health of my family. In addition to family time, Gary's beloved Jets feature highly in his leisure time. I suggest they were his kryptonite, and he set me straight. Let Go me ahead. help you out, because yes. I've watched too much. Your kryptonite is the Jets. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Jets. I would say my, the Jets are my strength. Actually, I think the Jets is a good one. I'll You've just... seen the last couple yeah, seasons. Yeah, but like, okay. the Jets are not kryptonite. The Jets are actually probably an underlining strength of mine. That escapism that the Jets give me is an incredible balance to the intensity that I deal with. It's incredible to care about something that doesn't matter to the level that I do with the Jets that I think does balance for me. I, I mean, I, I'm so thankful 
to be that deeply caring about them and being in that zone during the fall and during chemo and so on the season. Like the NFL draft is something I, I live for. Now we turn to brand Gary V and his aspirations for the future. Gary himself and his company VaynerMedia are always pushing the envelope, being early adopters and trying to break new ground. When I first met Gary, the first thing I noticed were his shoes. And dude, they were spectacular, by the way. They were branded with his signature. I gotta go right to the shoes. Let's go. The kicks are killing me, man. That's gotta be wild. Yeah, it, it's super wild. I mean, the thought that I have a sneaker with my signature on it. And, and you don't play a fucking sport? Is well, completely ludicrous. Isn't that nuts? But, but it's but your no, on message. No more ludicrous than an athlete having their name on a shoe in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. That's not what we did in the 50s and 60s. So for me, for me, um, anytime new things happen, I, I take both the path of like humility and the confidence of like what I'm up to. It, it's all about attention and what people deem as uh, something that inspires them or gets them going. And I think it's a hell of a lot more practical to have an entrepreneur on your on your sneakers and you go out and build an entrepreneurial career than to have a basketball player where there's only 400 of them. So in a weird way, I think it's actually more practical. I don't. I'm trying to think if anybody's done it before. I don't think so. No, I can't think of anybody. No, it doesn't seem like it, which is really fun because I think more people will. Like my big oh, hope is that like it now it becomes something people do, and um, and then clearly that uh, is a, a is a fun thing to look back. It's always fun to be first in something. Not only does Gary want to be the first entrepreneur to have his own line of shoes, the Vayner line of brands it's always expanding. At present, there's Vayner Media, Vayner Smart. Vayner Talent, and now Vayner Sports. Oh yeah, and he, trust me, he still wants to buy the Jets. So Vayner everything. We're drinking Vayner frickin' H2O. <laughs> Did you guys get this shot? Vayner H2O, we got Vayner Shoes yes. by K-Swiss sitting there. We got Vayner Media, yep. Vayner Beta, Vayner Talent, Vayner Sports, Vayner Smart. Did I miss one? Vayner, you got Twitch channel frickin' coming, I saw. Um, Vayner, Vayner, Vayner. Vayner everything. Yeah. The Vayner Sports one is the one I like, Okay. by the way. God, they're all great. Yes. Did I see that you just hooked up with NASCAR? That's on the media, media, side? media side. Vayner Sports. What the fuck do you know about NASCAR? Uh, I know that they have a lot of branding. There you go. To, that they need to do all over that, that damn car, right? And that there's uh, that they've lost a lot of their biggest stars in the last three to four years. And if they don't figure out how to storytell behind those drivers, less people are going to engage, and that's bad for business. I love the Vayner Sports hook. Okay, I love the idea of what you're saying. With with the with the the different folks that you brought in so far, right? About I'm child of the '80s, right? So yeah. it's it's NBA when it's freaking killer, yeah. right? When I loved it, and the individual brands, right? Michael and Isaiah Thomas and all of that. That's why I find it fascinating for you to dip into sports like this. It's a space that we have a lot of permission to be successful in. My brother left Vayner Media because he's uh, passionate about doing something that makes him happy and he wanted to leave, it was getting stressful here, he has Crohn's disease, yeah. he wanted to feel better. Um, I wanna buy the New York Jets. Um, you really, we've never heard that freaking story before. Where's the mom's jersey thing? Not here. Where is uh, that, is that it's home? A, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it is actually at home, I reframed it, actually looks amazing. Like, excuse me, my family reframed it for me. Um, I, uh, it's a, we're gonna do some real damage. Vayner Sports is a classic Jerry Maguire sports representation. Yeah. We also do the marketing for the kid if they sign with us. Um, it's gonna be a big deal. 
it's gonna be a very big business in four or five years. It's gonna be, it's gonna feel good because the kids are gonna really benefit. We're gonna benefit. I love when both sides work, but most of all, it's gonna put pressure on the system where I think a lot of the agents have not brought enough value to their kids, and I think it's gonna be meaningful. It's football only right now, though. Yeah, but it, you're, gonna, you're gonna drift. I'm, look, I'm not trying to impose my ambition to always build the biggest building in town on AJ, so I've been a little more passive on that. I, my intuition is yes, but the truth is AJ will make those calls. I think that one's gonna just kill. I'm being blunt. I, when I saw that, did it start off the Twitter? The, the, the company oh, that we were interested in? Crazy story. We bought a very small firm called Symmetry Sports on the back of a tweet. We weren't even intending to actually run it. It was never gonna be Vayner Sports. It was just gonna be a business that was passive to just learn from, because I wanna be a very player-centric owner when I buy it. I just thought it was clever, intuitive, we did it. Uh, obviously, it's now gonna change into something much more real. So what's next for brand Gary V? How many more ways can this media giant pivot and change and evolve? I guess the next time I see you, you'd be like six foot tall. I don't know what else you could fucking change. Maybe you're taller with some lists, man. Bro, man, if there's a way to get taller, I would probably buy into that shit. You know? Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think this is going to play out. And now it's weird. Now, using weird as, now it's like, now I'm like, shit, man, this is really going to play out, right? Like, like I'm I'm kind of like. We're only halfway through. You're only 43, right, maybe? Two. So 42. I'm like, so I'm like. <laughs> don't do, Dude, come on. You know, I, you got a long way to go. I got a long way to go. Yeah, you do. And honestly, I've got a lot of leverage at a very young age with a lot of upside in front of me. And now it becomes a game of, I really want to be the greatest entrepreneur of this era. And I don't think that comes on making the most money. Though I do think I need to make a lot of money for that throne. Not for any other reason than it is a way to, like, I like it. I like keeping score that way. But I don't, you know, it's funny. I'm making less money the last several years than I did the prior years before that, because I'm just investing. I'm investing, I'm investing in myself, my brand, my businesses. VaynerMedia is not kicking me a lot of profit. It's taking up all my time, but it's, I'm building a fucking machine. More importantly, even though I haven't made the financial dollars over the last 24 months, 36 months that I could, my impact is extraordinary and I'm in a totally different place and I'm really impacting people. And that's really cool. Like, you know, I don't think people understand what it feels like when people send you emails about being homeless and now being better or like, like just really, and I really go into emotional places with my entrepreneur talk. Like I go to there, you know, I go there and so I'm enjoying myself tremendously and I'm very, you know what? I'm very aware like that coming back and shaking your hand in that moment, like is a good thing that people will understand that I almost am having one macro version of that with myself right now. I know that doing all these right things are gonna lead to some pretty extraordinary attempt. I mean, I genuinely believe that everybody on earth will know who I am. I, I genuinely believe that. Well, stay That's, true to you. That's what I would say. Just stay brother, it's on not, that, it's, You have to understand, it's binary. There's just no event. Even like, a tr I know even a, there's no event. I mean, I guess I could hit my head, like maybe a boulder, like like maybe, like I have some real, I don't meditate because I'm scared to change who I am. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that, <laughs> but I ran out of time, but you don't meditate. I don't. Tim Ferriss has not gotten you to freaking meditate. Nope. Or Tony Robbins or anything. No, because those guys are great and everybody can do their thing. I just, I'm so scared to not not be me that I don't want to go into any, I think my brain is my operating system and I have no interest in playing around because, because, when somebody who either knows you the best, like a D-Rock or my family, or somebody that's really dug deep for a couple weeks, and that, and, and the person really genuinely, and I can feel it, it's like, hey, don't change, don't let it, like, 
then why would I do something? Like I'm really careful on preserving it. And, uh, and I'm, I know that nothing would happen. And I know that's me jerking myself around and having fun. But um, I feel in a very, very good place. And I, and I really am excited about one core thing. The fact that I've become cool to a lot of young people is a big deal. Because now I've crossed the chasm into a different place where I'm able to redefine characteristics of coolness that excite me. If I can achieve making self-awareness and patience and gratitude and empathy cool characteristics of an alpha male, I might have a real fucking impact, man. And honestly, I have that audacity. This show is crafted for you by the folks at 11FS. We're building banks for the future. Find out more at 11FS.com. If we hooked you with this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Every star helps. Today's episode was edited by Michael Bailey and produced by Laura Watkins, Ollie Judge, and myself. I'm Sam Mall, and this has been Connection Interrupted. Thanks for listening.